Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to LA's shittiest, rawest, but your favorite podcast. We have... Actually, here's a proper introduction for me to say it. There's, you know, growing up, going to shows, you know, making your way up to, like, going to, like, you know, the local shows. Like, well, because when I was a kid, I could only go to 70, 20 shows. And you start going to more shows. You know, there's some certain faces that you kind of just, like, always see that, you that like, when you think of, like, LA Hardcore, you think of hardcore shows. Like, there's, like, people like Jared, Xavier, um, Aldo, Maxi. Uh, there's all, you know, I could go on. for There's, like, certain people, like, it doesn't matter if they're frontman or guitarist or they just help out or whatever they do. There's faces that you're always seeing. And one of those faces is, always, is Dan from Downpressor. Minus and section hey how you doing good man what's up yeah so i was i was uh i was thinking a lot of things to say a lot of you know how i'm gonna format this podcast but i was like i was like th- like you're you're a very like scary looking man <laughs> you're like you're, you know like so, you know section hey when i like when i think of section hey specifically like you know every inch of that band matters to me like every inch of that band is like I don't know if Mexi had it, like the members or everything, but like I look at all the like you know short like well not short but like smaller like buff like for blood sure. for blood shirt cuff beanie like you know I'm playing the guitar. Then you got like Mexi in the front. Then you got um uh fuck what's the uh uh, uh having a brain fart Ryan Ryan yeah Brian like another buff dude like playing guitar you know looking out tough and then you got like the tall basses in the middle you know what I mean like you're, cause you are like you look tall as fuck so like you know I think of that I'm like, but then when I talk to you you're like a very like nice well spoken dude and then I haven't really talked to you much but I just found out what your job is and I'm like oh like like you know like I'm always interested when I see people that are like and like that have that like crazy like you know are into hardcore but also have that professional like you know just like does normal shit and can like succeed in the outside world but yeah, yeah let's start. Let's start I try from to have that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always like that's what um, I, I admire and I look up to people like that. Like no matter what's your race or how old are you or whatever, like that's always something cool. When you could be like this crazy ass dude who like is scary and you know could kick your <laughs> fucking ass any day, but then you could also be like, hey, like you know, go to like do normal people shit and do a normal job and like For be sure. able to succeed. You know, like I think. People that come to mind is like Luis, Josiah. Like I don't know Josiah, but I yeah. know he does. I'm like, oh, that's fucking tight. Like I, I want, I aspire to like have like a nice job. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like man. like a nice like something interesting. Not like uh, work at a fucking I don't know. But you know my point. Got but yeah, you. yeah. Let's start uh, your childhood. You were born in uh, Pasadena. No, actually, I was born in Vermont. Vermont. Yeah, on the East Coast. Oh shit. Yeah, so I was born in Vermont, and then. I lived in outside Boston. I lived in Weymouth on the South Shore of Boston for like six years. That's where my little sister was born. And then we lived in upstate New York for a year. And then I moved out to California when I was eight. When you so, were eight, yeah. Was, was your parents in the military or why? No, my mom was. Uh, she was in school actually. She was still in like university when I was born. She had me really young. Yeah. So uh, she was moving around from one school to the next, and then she got offered a job at UCSB on Santa Barbara. Yeah. So that's how I ended up out in California. Yeah. And I lived there until I was like. 19, yeah. Yeah. And uh, being a kid, did you have any specific role models? Because I noticed a pattern during this podcast. A lot of people who, like like I said, are, like, you know, like crazy people and then, have the, like, have the balance. They always um, they always have, like, a specific person or a specific reason why they're able to be that balance and have, like, those two personas. Was there anyone that, like, you say your dad, your mom, a specific someone that kind of, like, taught you to be, like, a well-respected kid, but then, like, also... Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was a single person, but you know, I definitely had an upbringing where you know my dad was a teacher, my mom was a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. my, a lot of my mom's family were academics and all that stuff. So, you know, I I had an educated childhood, and I was taught to think about stuff and analyze stuff a certain way. But then I also like, you know, I had you know shit that about me that was different. You know, that made me punk. Like I just feel different than other people. Like I'm yeah. not into stuff that like regular people are into and shit like that. You know. So that's what makes me punk. And I think that's kind of, it's not really like, I don't think of it as like two different personalities, but it does, it can feel like that sometimes. But yeah, yeah man, that, that's how it is. I'm just, I'm just punk. But, yeah. but I also like yeah. had this upbringing, you know, where I, I don't know, like a little bit more, uh, well, cause you started straight lace, I guess. You started like down press in high school, right? Or like, that was like shortly after high school. Shortly yeah. after high school. It was like, uh, tw- I was like 20. 20 okay 20, so you, yeah. so what happened from like you being a kid to having like you know your dad to teach your mom's like having a nice well upbringing to be like 20 and singing about this shit and like yeah. being like pissed off like what yeah. happened what 
um, you know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I got into punk when I was like a little kid. I was in elementary school still. And my homie TJ, who was in school with me, and he like turned me on to a couple bands and like, you know, like Dead Kennedys and like Rancid and shit like that. And, uh, and that, you know, that stuff makes you think differently about shit too, you know? And, and it was like what I was just talking about with, uh, with these guys right now. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, it was like what I was just talking about with these guys right now where, um, where like when you were into punk when I was a kid or like at least in the scene where I grew up in Santa Barbara like if you were into that you kind of had to be like into activism or like you know at least be like sympathetic with you know those sort of like leftist causes yeah. and so I went to a lot of protests and shit like that I saw a lot of stuff that was pretty messed up go down at some of those protests and uh, just makes you realize that like these people are not on your side you know just the regular government you know yeah punk, any of that shit <laughs> punk I, I don't know like to me I don't know like I'm also speaking from like someone who hasn't been into like hardcore that long and punk but to me it's like I feel like like as a kid like you know you're well especially being Mexican like street punk is like like to me is a realist form of a punk punk like music wise mm-hmm. like obviously you could get into hardcore punk but just punk. Yeah, yeah like to me street punk is like you know, like these are fools who actually like come from low. Like, it doesn't matter if you're Mexican. Just like coming from these like low-income countries, like playing a shitty like DB, just like but you know screaming okay. your lungs out. But like, and then I hear hardcore. Like, I well, I found this recently. Like, where they used to have like little like TVs of like uh, the animal slaughters. Like to me, all that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, in the nineties and shit. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, because I think of like I think Vegan Reich is like one of the most punk bands ever. Like I don't know them. I don't know really much about them. But I'm like, yo, like being vegan and like a time where like like you know, to me, like being vegan is still like revolutionary because I come, you know, being Mexican, you eat a lot of meat. Right. You know, being straight is like, I think I, I think people just like minor threat got overplayed. Like you know, it's a hot topic at this point. But I still think about it. I'm like, how the fuck does someone? Like in a scene In a world In a time Like literally say no Like you know what I mean Like to me Like I wouldn't Do a lot of the things I wouldn't be a lot of the things If I If other people Didn't like pave the way You know right. what I mean Yeah And to me that's gonna work Cause like punk is like I don't see that a lot anymore Or I don't know if I'm wrong it's, It feels different now Where you know It doesn't necessarily mean That people have the same beliefs As you yeah, yeah. Before it did You know Now it's a little more opened up Which I think is good You know It's good to have those differences But um, yeah It's just it's it's evolved a lot since I first got into it. I feel it's just become too accessible, which it could be a good thing. I'm not saying it's like I don't want to be like gatekeeping, but there's a lot of like you know you look at that photo where like the guy with the exploded shirt and wearing the Blue Lives Matter flag, or like those old heads where they're like punk for cops or something like that, like little like yeah. little shit like that. I'm like damn, like that would have not happened back then. Like people who were into it knew what the fuck is up and that's it. But now it's like, oh, I got into punk and it, they're like so into it at a certain time in their life and so accessible, so they could just go and like, and then like they like, oh well, I'm I like cops now or I'm a cop now or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see that a, a lot of people who are like your old heads or in bands that you liked are now all like super, super right wing, like totally against the stuff that you thought that they were into you yeah. know, 20, 30 years ago or whatever. But it's all good. People believe whatever they want, but it's it's just interesting how that has kind of changed. Yeah. I mean, that's something I wish I didn't like really get to see or like, I wish like didn't happen. Like I'd rather people be like, oh, I'm not into punk anymore. Like, okay, fine. Like you're not a punk, whatever. But like, don't be like, oh, I'm a punk and then like hardcore and then like taking pictures of cops. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but um, so yeah, so you so you, you got into hardcore in high school. How was that? Uh, and how was that like? I'm pretty. I don't know if your parents were like because I feel like your parents are teachers. Like, there's a little like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, they they were they definitely weren't into it, but they were cool about it. I mean, I, my parents were divorced when I was pretty young, so I was mostly just living with my mom and see my dad pretty regularly. But um, yeah, I mean, she was she was like trying to kind of steer me away from it at first but then she let me have band practice in the garage you oh, know? Okay. so she was like cool with it she understood um after a little bit <laughs> a, right. little, a little bit of convincing um but yeah i mean i was just into punk from when i was a little kid and then kind of like just didn't really know the difference i didn't even know what hardcore was you know mm-hmm. i was just like getting into different kinds of punk i thought and so minor threat you mentioned earlier like mm-hmm. that's one of the bands where i was like oh this is a cool punk band you know and we had this venue in in Santa Barbara and out in Goleta actually called The Living Room and uh, we used to have a ton of shows there all the time you could just go on like a Friday or Saturday and there's always something going on there and one of our high school teachers played bass in this band called Holier Than Now they're like a cool thrash band Um, 
and you know he had like the flyer on the door so we're like all in like freshman in high school or whatever like oh punk show cool and so we went and uh some band they were like a youth a, a youth crew band from santa barbara called fields of fire it was like some of the guys from uh, annihilation time like before they're in annihilation time and uh they played the same show so it was this band holier than now and then fields of fire and fields of fire covered minor threat okay and it was like right around the time that i'd gotten into minor threat and i was like wait i know this song yeah. like cool like i didn't know anybody else even knew what this band was it was like before like i mean there was shit on the internet you know but it was before like social media or like what, what year was this yeah. like 2004 sort of, no this would have been like 2000 or like yeah the year 2000 probably wait what the fuck how old are you i'm 36 Holy shit yeah. yeah I wasn't even born in 2000 I know It's that's crazy fucking nuts. I was <laughs> And that's like, crazy for me too yeah. Like being at shows And be like man All these kids who are like All into this shit now Like I, I was like into it Before they were Literally before they were born <laughs> yeah. You know Which is cool I'm not like elitist about no, yeah, How yeah. long I've been into it Or anything yeah. like that no, it's just so nuts it's just, cause I, I thought you were Because I saw Your first EP came out in 2006 right? Uh, the band started in 2006, and I've heard, I think the first record came out in 2007. Yeah, so I was, like, assuming, I was, like, you were, like, your time was, like, 2004, like, but it was 2000, which is nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, because, again, like, punk, that was kind of, like, that was when I first discovered that hardcore was even, was even a thing, basically. It was, I saw that band that I was just talking about, and then I went home and got into it, and I was, like, okay, these guys like the same thing that I like, but they didn't really sound like anything that I had heard before. It was, like, rougher, you know, like, a little more, like... Uh, slow, slower yeah like I was like oh this is kind of cool and then that like that's what really started it and we got into we were all into like Hatebreed and Strife yeah. and like Blood for Blood I remember when Outlaw Anthems came out like you know we went and got that shit at the record store and we are just like driving around listening to it like, oh, yeah. and I was like you know we were still figuring out that like hardcore was something different than punk yeah you know yeah, that might be a touchy subject, but I was like, Blood for Blood is punk as fuck. They are, like, cause, No, because, yeah, because a, a lot of people, I know a lot of, like, younger homies who are, like, more punk, they're like, oh, Blood for Blood, like, might try something. I'm like, dude, that's what they think. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking, like, I like when bands are, like, and I don't care what it is, like, as long, obviously, like, there's certain things that you don't say, but I like when bands, like, say what they, like, feel, and, I, like, it doesn't matter what the fuck people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's tight. I don't give a fuck. But also, since this was early 2000s, from my knowledge, hardcore was a little bit, like, more violent, more, you know, because a lot, I, I, a lot of people tell me, like, oh, hardcore got a little bit, like, not as mean, you know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, well, okay, that's what you say, like, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. But how was that, like, like, what made you come back? Or was there any time where you're like, fuck, like, there should were, I not come back? There, there, there were definitely some times, I mean... I don't know why I kept going back. I was, I just liked it. I don't know. Wait, were you were you also had other hobbies at the time? Like in high school, were you playing any sports? Oh uh, no, it was just like I wish I had played sports. Yeah, I remember people at high school would be like, "Why aren't you? You know, why aren't you trying out for the football team or whatever?" And I was like, "Cause I'm punk, man. I don't do that jock shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. punk." And now it's like you know, they're they're not mutually exclusive. Like you can do both, but like you know, third twenty years ago, you know, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Um, but no, that was pretty much it for me, man. Like, just like punk, playing punk, listening to punk music, going to shows. Like, it's pretty much all I cared about for like a long time. Damn. Um, but yeah, de going back to your question, like, it was definitely a little more violent, and it, it would depend. You know, shows uh, at that spot, the living room, which was like our local venue where I grew up, they usually weren't violent. You know, sometimes some shit would happen, but it would just be like pretty mellow compared to like the shit that I've seen now. Yeah. Um, but definitely, like, I remember there was this one show at, uh, it ended up being called the Alpine, but at the time it was just called Skate Street in mm -hmm. Ventura. And, like, part of it was under construction, and there was, like, this, it was, like, sectioned off. There was, like, a bunch of power tools and shit. Oh, shit. And people started moshing with power tools. Like, it's just, like, a big-ass saw just, like, swinging it around in the pit. Like, people just, yeah, get, get like, hurt, hurt. And now I think if you saw something like that, you'd be like, what is this guy doing? Like, he's going to hurt someone. Like, we should stop him from doing this. But well, it's just like nobody nobody was doing that. Well, also now the there's time. the internet. And I was like, it'll go popular. Like, it'll go like, like, that's the one thing yeah. I, I don't like about the internet. As much as like, it got me into a lot of stuff. Like, it's just like, now if something goes crazy, it's like, this went viral. Like, oh, like this yeah, person. And you'll, get, and you'll get caught up pretty quick, too. Yeah, like. It'll just be everywhere. Yeah, like, I, I like the idea of, like, this happened, that's it. It got crazy, you bled, yeah. you passed out, that's it. No, like, oh, like, that show was crazy. And then, like, a whole, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like, lame. Yeah, I mean, I remember one show, because 
you know, we had a pretty good scene in Santa Barbara. We had that venue, and then there's a couple other spots in Isla Vista, like little spots. And then we would go to Ojai. Ojai Women's Center was happening. There was like Pat's Warehouse in Ventura, Skate Street. But sometimes we had to go all the way to like Chain Reaction or LA to go to a show. It's like it's like a good two or three hour drive, especially if you're leaving on like a Friday afternoon. Right. Um, but I remember it was it was at what was called the Palace at the time, and it was like Terror. It was it was the first time I saw Terror. And then it was uh, Hatebreed and uh, Bleeding Through and Sinai Beach. And there were people moshing with like brass knuckles on and shit like that. And there was like a carload of us that came down. And and afterwards, you know, it was kind of split down the middle of the people who came in the car. A couple of us were like, that was fucking awesome. And then a couple of other dudes were like, I don't think I'm ever going to another show ever again. (laughs) Damn. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, that was just how it was. Like, anything could fucking happen. And it still is like that, you know, but it's just not as openly violent anymore. I think people are better at taking care of each other now. But, yeah, I mean, the answer uh, to your question is, yeah, shit seemed to, at least it seemed when you were younger compared to now, it seemed more violent. For well, sure. like, what's your personal opinion? Like, what, well, how do you personally feel? Like, would you say it's, like, it was better back then or better now? I know, uh, I, I, know I know the educated, like, would be like, oh, well, like, each has its good time. I would but. say it's definitely better now. Really? To be honest with you. I mean, I miss the old times, but, like, yeah, there's so many shows, so many kids. Like, you could play a show, just, like, local dudes in L.A., you know, local L.A. bands, and 800 kids will come out, you know, and every band will make, like, a rack, you know, and it'll be sick. And that shit never happened, you know? There wasn't, like, really a, a big, not like it is now at least, scene, like, in L.A., you know? You, well, it wasn't also, there was, like... There was, like, less bands, I feel like, back then, yeah. right? Yeah, way, way less bands, way less venues that wanted to put up with it, partially probably because it was so violent. Like, people would just be getting smoked with power tools and brass knuckles, like, at every single show. Yeah. So nobody wanted to put up with it. But, yeah, I mean, anyone who says that, you know, like, oh, the good old days were better, like, it's way better now, man. You can just mm. go on your phone, like, download an app, like, go find the flyer for the, event, for the show that's happening tonight because there's going to be some kind of show that's right. happening pretty much every night. I don't know. That's my opinion. Damn. Mm, it's okay. probably an unpopular opinion. Like, everyone is always saying that they want to, like, go back to the old days. But I, yeah. think it's, I think it's better now, man. Like, I don't know, just the vibe of shows is sick. And I've asked this question, like, like Taylor Young and, like, a couple older heads. And they're like, yeah, like, like the, the, the yeah, it's always that answer where it's like, like, there's more now. But then there was, like... There's more just crying now, I feel like, but that's we could we could go on that forever, like literally. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna say and feel however they want, however they want to feel, and yeah. you can't change that, you know. Just gotta make sure you're not doing anything that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and aside from that, do whatever you do whatever you want, man. Yeah. So you started down presser. How did that come about? Uh, it was the the guitarist, my buddy Sean. I've known him since I was like eight years old. Oh shit. Um, and he was saying that he wanted to start like a like a heavier band. You know, I'd mostly been playing in punk bands. I started off playing drums. Uh, I played drums in a couple bands and then switched to bass. And then there was like a just a group of our friends, kind of like revolving members, but it was like a Chromax cover band. Because mm. that was another one for us where like we heard Age of Coral and we were like, this is punk. We're like, but it's like heavier. And we were like confused. We were like, why is it, why does it sound like this? This is awesome. Yeah. And so that was like a big one when we were all like 17, 18. And so we had a Chromize cover band, and I sang for it. Uh, I don't think I sang for it originally, but I did a couple shows. And then after that, Sean was like, we should start a band where you're singing. So, all right, I'm down. And uh, we did. that's what we did. And, yeah. Well, because also, like, you're very, like, I feel like you're a very shy guy. Or you're not, Well, maybe not shy, but you're very, like, like... You know, like I can think of people where they're like out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, right? At all. No, no, no. Yeah, totally. but like, I mean, yeah, I'm more low key for sure. Low key, I, yeah. I don't think like I used to be shy for sure, but now I don't. I don't get nervous about like talking to people. I'll just like walk up to someone I don't know and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, you know, and have a conversation with them and have it not be weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not like you know the most outgoing, like talkative, like you know. Yeah. Unless I know you, and then I'll probably talk your ear off. You know? So, so at the at the time, you were like a kind of a shy kid. Like, how did that come about? You doing vocals? Um, I don't know, man. It it, it just kind of happened. I don't know, they just Sean liked the way my voice sounded, I guess, and I was like, yeah, this is fun. I like singing. Like, I you know, I was not a great drummer, not a great bass player. <laughs> it's just like I got. I want to keep doing something, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he had some songs that were cool, and yeah, hmm. like put out the demo, 
put out the demo. We, we were originally called uh, Don't Be a Menace. Don't was, Be a Menace. was the original name. Sounds yeah. like a brand. <laughs> yeah, like a I mean, it doesn't sound like a band name yeah. is what it doesn't sound like. But we were all just, you know, like 20 years older, just like partying and drinking all the time. We are like, yeah, it's a cool name. And uh, Wait, were you straight edge at the time? No. No, I was straight edge from when I was like 15 to 18. 15. Oh, okay. And, I, and then I broke edge. I started drinking. Wait, so you've never been edged from the time of 18? Again, no, like, no. Oh, okay. I've been, I've been partying pretty consistently really? since 18, yeah. Damn, yeah. I don't know why I just assumed you were like straight edge this whole time. Like, you're a militant straight edge. I don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, Maybe it's because I have that angry face. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I'm, I'm pretty much always at least having a couple beers at any show you've ever seen me at. So how did the, the name Downpressor camp? Uh, well, originally we were called Don't Be a Menace, and then we started playing more. You know, we were just playing backyard shows at first, and then we started playing more, like, bigger shows. And we're like, this name is fucking stupid. We should come up with a, a better name. And so we got high. We got really high, and we came, We tried to come up with a better name, and we came up with Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey. Which is not a better name. Sounds like a clothing but, company. Like, like yeah. we make sure it's called Brass Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Um... And this was like in the MySpace days. So we were like, yeah, that's a sick name. We like changed it on the MySpace and we like posted a bulletin about it. And uh, and then like another hour later, we we're like, wait, we were supposed to get like a more serious, like actual name. We we're like, what the fuck is this? And so then, but it was, we couldn't change it again, you know? So we rode with that name for like another year. And then uh, it was Todd Jones and Zach Nelson from Retaliate. And they were like, we got asked to be on some show. And they just put us on the flyer as Bricklayer. And <laughs> they the just fuck? they just like tried to change our name for us. And I was like, this is a sick name. And I thought it was so cool that those guys were like, you know, Can you trying know? to help us. Yeah, they, well, they were trying to help us out because we had a stupid fucking name. And so we got the message, but we were just like, all right, I think we want to just kind of try to come up with our own name that doesn't suck. And that's where Down Person came from. It's from like an old reggae song. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so in like the, the reggae slang... Or, uh, the Jamaican patois or whatever whatever the fuck it is um, cause they say like all kinds of weird shit they say like I instead of me you know it's just like their way of talking cause like they believe that words have power and so instead of saying oppressor because up is like good like you think of up as like uplifting and like positive they say downpressor instead because it's a word that has a negative connotation and they don't want to like associate it with this word up it's like a very it's a very deep and like psychological like way of of using language but yeah that's where it comes from it's like but then we changed we changed it from or to er so it's like a person or or a thing that presses down but then it also originates in this like slang version of the word oppressor that's fucking nuts I never, yeah, in, a million, never in a million years I would have thought I always thought I was like maybe some hardcore band I didn't know about that had a song called Downpressor no yeah that's crazy cause yeah, it's from reggae that's nuts I, never in a million years I would have been like that's like something it, the, the song was originally called Sinner Man and it, it was like a tune there, you know there's like verses and a chorus and like a, a melody and shit and it's like an old uh, like a folk song basically yeah and, uh, and it turned from Sinner Man into Downpressor Man like Bob Bob Marley did a version of it like Peter Tosh like all these big reggae legends like, that's fucking you know. nuts That's nuts Down press Yeah cause every time I think of down press I think of like Pressing like down Concrete Like I think exactly. of Broken concrete Like like when you You know when like It's all cracked That's what I think Yeah yeah That's nuts That's why we liked it Cause it's like Has this This You know cause we all like reggae Yeah So like Yeah I don't know that's And I, I love uh, Things that have two meanings That's another thing hmm. In case you never noticed From my lyrics I'm always like trying to Well we'll get into that Yeah 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 Alright Cause also so yeah, because I'm trying to like figure out your persona, like, because you're, sure. you're you're kind of crazy. You're like you're shy. <laughs> you party. I'm tough to get a read on. Yeah, I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Like, yeah, not trying to like fit into a category. Huh. Yeah, because so you're a shy kid. You're you're like okay, like fuck it, we'll do vocals. You're doing these bands that it's like the band names are like, you know, you're being a kid essentially, like you know, not getting with the band. Name. You, you come with down presser after that meaning. What are some of your like inspirations or like? Cause I think of that song, Ice Cold, Cold Ass Ice. Mm -hmm. That's million dollar fucking hook. Like, that, 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 <laughs> Thanks, that's man. that's money Thank right you. there. Because a lot of a lot of like, just having music in general could, could like like the music could be like aggressive, but in my opinion, you could use the vocals as a tool as much as the lyrics matter. Like use the tools, to, like use the vocals as like that's yeah. the that's the money essentially. That's how pop music like is made. A, put a twist. On yeah, there. yeah, Because yeah, like how did like what are some inspirations or what are some like not necessarily the ice part, but mm -hmm. like in general, like that makes you like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was like 
wrote that shit when I was like 21 or 22. I was listening to like Biohazard, Suicidal Tendencies, uh, like Stigmata. All, all, I was like getting into all the New York hardcore shit, like Madball, like Marauder. Like I was discovering all of that shit because I was still like, you know, late teens, like getting out of punk, like getting more into the hardcore shit, and then like really peeling back the next layer. Because you know, again, like this before Spotify, before any of that shit, you kind of had to know what to look for. You know, yeah. you kind of had to know like what to search for on like Soulseek or whatever. You know, and now it's so easy. You just go to Spotify and you like find a band that you like, and you can just go and like find the other bands that sound like that. Like they'll just tell you. But it wasn't like that. It took a lot longer. You know, so that was how I. Uh, that that was kind of what I was listening to at that time. But I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I have like a like a specific inspiration but. Oh, there was never someone like oh like this guy like I like his lyrics or I like his like um I mean yeah a lot a lot of people like pretty much everything I just I loved suicidal like all the suicidal lyrics stigmata lyrics um marauder yeah. that, marauder all that shit is sick I just like uh anything that's Anything that has some thought in it, in it, you know. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, like I said, like it's it's the little thing. It's a little like hook. It's a little thing that's gonna stay in your head. Like I think of suicidal tendencies. Like you can't bring me down. If you would have yeah. never said, "What the fuck's going on around here?" Like, would you remember the song? You know yeah, what I mean, like exactly. it's institutionalized. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Exactly. What do you remember that song? I'd be like, yeah. What it be? Like, it's like it's crazy how like one thing. Cause like I, every every time I like every like like I'm not even kidding. Not to kiss your ass, but last time I was, uh, I think we we're cooking. And you hear it's just like I'm like cold ass ice. Like <laughs> I was like I said it, but I was like it's little things that like Hell like yeah. if you could remember the song and like I don't know like you see a Pepsi I, like oh suicidal like yeah, yeah like stuff like that. It's like that's the yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just tried to like. Especially back then, try to throw something in the mix that was like different, or I don't know. I don't even remember how or why I thought to do that. <laughs> probably That's just, probably just high, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so, okay, so you know, we're gonna talk about your lyrics. But before we talk about your lyrics, we gotta talk about as you as a person, you were growing. What was going through your life during your twenties? Because you know, what was your jobs? Were you working? Yeah. Were you doing down pressure full time? Like. Were you just bumming it? Or were you like trying to have a professional life on the side? What was you went to college? What's up? Yeah, I went to uh, went to film school, so I did that from like 19 to 22, and I graduated. And it was In three years. Yeah, it was like an accelerated program, so I ended up doing three and a half years. Um, but yeah, I, so I was doing that, and that was like around the time we started the band. Like the band was started while I was in school. Yeah. And uh, you know, we started playing shows. It was kind of like got to a point where the band had some momentum, and I was like, "Oh, should I just quit school?" And I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna like, you know, finish it out, do it." And I did, and then kind of was like working, doing weird jobs here and there. But then, you know, just wanted to tour. Like, I mean, I grew up punk. I was like, "Oh, that would be so cool!" Like being a band, go on tour, and like we started getting those opportunities, and we're like, "All right, let's do it. You know, let's try it." And uh, I mean, we never like, we never were like really like a big band, you know. Like, not until kind of recently did we ever have like a like consider ourselves more than like like the lower tier like hardcore band because we'd you know play shows and like. 20 kids would come out you know after being a band for like 4 or 5 years you know mm. play a show and like maybe 30 kids come out uh, but we just loved it you know we just loved traveling around like loved hanging out with each other and just partying and so we kept doing it whenever we could I was working at like a call center for a clothing company in Santa Barbara uh, and they were really cool like I could take a couple weeks off and then come back and you know they wouldn't mm. like give me a hard time and then if I needed to leave for longer like if we were doing a couple tours um back to back or something like that I would just quit and then they would hire me back on like when I got back so that was kind of how that worked um, and then that company closed down and I was doing like construction and shit like that um, in between tours but yeah we had like a couple periods where it was like for like a year or two we would like really try to tour and like go for it and then it like it wasn't happening so we'd kind of stop and be like alright we'll just play like California shows or like whatever and then you know a few years would go by and uh, start like trying to tour again, like or we would just miss it, you know. Just like oh, I want to go on tour, and so we just like try it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we never killed it, but we we're pretty consistently traveling around through like my old twenties and everything, playing shows and putting out records here and there. And minus kind of popped up in the mix like around that time, like 2009, when I was like 24, 23. Um, so I played bass in that and. That was another, you know, I'd go on down press tour and I'd come home and I'd go on a minus tour. You know? Yeah. Um, that was that was happening for a while. 
Damn. So this whole time, wait, did you ever like feel like you? Like, be honest. Do you, like, I know a lot of people say, "I don't give a fuck, I'm punk." But do you ever feel bummed about like, oh, like, like I wish like this could like pick up more steam or you know? Because I'm just gonna base off what you say. Because I don't know. I I've only seen Down Pressure like now, and Down Pressure is big yeah. now. Down Pressure is like. Down pressure is playing You know what I mean Like Yeah yeah And then also yeah. I feel like Kids my age are also like Well you guys are older So like They just assume You guys are like A bigger band Cause a lot of my homies <laughs> yeah. Are like yo we, down trick, pre- we tricked everyone Yeah yeah It's like <laughs> Like I mean Yeah, yeah. like it's, Everybody's like Oh down pressure You know what I mean Like that Like yo down Like I always Like every time I heard The word down pressure It's like always like Like yo down pressure You know what I mean It's never like Oh down pressure is playing You know what yeah, I mean Like yeah. So I, like yeah, so at the time where like do you ever feel like quitting or be like, oh like fuck this or cause I know I know I know you loved it enough to like keep on going, but right. was there another side or what was going on in the back of your head or uh, behind I, closed doors? Yeah, I mean I don't think we ever because part of it too is like we've had a few different member changes, but it's always been me and Sean. He's a the guitarist. And uh so I, you know, we never got we've been like I said, we've been friends since we were little kids. You know, we like pretty much the same music. So we never, like, really got to a point where we, like, ever got sick of it. Like, we'd get sick of touring, maybe. We'd be like, all right, fuck it, we're not going to tour. And, you know, we like, maybe play a couple shows a year. Like, you know, not put out any records. Yeah. <laughs> like, we barely put out any fucking records in 16 years, you know? Um, but, yeah, I don't think there was ever a point where we were like, oh, we should, we should stop. You know, we just like, oh, we don't have to quit. You know, we can just, like, stop playing shows for a while. And that's one thing I, I think people don't get. Like, a lot of newer bands, it's very, like, you got to be go, 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 or you got to break up. It's like, no, you can just stop playing shows for, like, a year if you want, and then you could be a band again. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely wish that it had taken... Like, at this point in my life, you know, I'm 36, I'm getting married, like, next weekend. So I'm not, like, trying to be in, like, a full-time touring band right now. You know, I got my job. I got all my shit. I still love the scene. I never want to stop being a part of going to shows and, like, you know, hanging out with my friends, playing music. It's a very important part of my life. But, you know, 10 years ago, for sure, I would have wanted to, like, try to make it as, like, a touring band, you mm-hmm. know? But it was just never in the cards for us. We gave it a shot. I feel good about the stuff that we've done as a band. You know, we've been a band for a long time. Kind of have, like built some sort of like a following over all these years and uh kids still give a shit so mm-hmm. I'm, d- I'm down so i, I want to come to a, i want to start talking about some songs that i chose that i'm like oh this that's about the lyrics but i want I like again i want to get a little bit more into your head about you know so you're, you're in you're in down pressure you're, things aren't working out and like from the point of like 10 years ago let's say where you were like trying to make this a band you're trying to you know you're doing this and then like like you said 30 kids will come out and then you'll play once a year so like now that you're like a grown-ass man with like a cool job getting married like what like what what kind of kept you going like what kind of like because uh, and, and i'll use the beautiful ones to like make this like a much better question like i they talk about how like there was a point in their life where they were like not even have a license and like just bum it up and then like mm-hmm. fucking tour whenever like what like and and i asked them i was like what well like what what kept kind of kept you going because like think of myself i'm like fuck like something like man I'm like i'm like i don't have a license yet or like i should be getting a license like what the fuck i should be doing this i should be doing that like i'm, I'm a bum for like not this or i pay my rent a week late like what, what kept you going like what kind of like made you want like i, it, I never like had a choice I don't know. That's how I feel. That's how I've always felt about it still to this day. Like, it's just something I've been into since I was... A, don't need a reason. Literally a small child. Yeah, exactly, man. I've been into this shit since I was, like, eight years old. You know, it's it's been a de- basically the defining point of my personality for my whole life. It's mm. the, been, like, the one consistent thing. All the other things around me have changed. I don't know, man. I just, like, it's never been an option. I just always want to keep going to shows, keep playing music. Like, I'm sure I'll get to a point where I'm done being in bands, you know, Mm. where I'm just like, ah, like, or maybe we'll play, like, one show every two years or something like that, but we're never going to write any new music. There's no more new music? Oh, no, 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 not right now. I mean, who knows when we're going to do something, but there's, like, nothing in the, we have no plans to, like, stop anytime soon, but I'm sure I will get to that point eventually, but even when I get to that point, I'm still going to want to go to shows of other bands. Like, you know, I'm just going to hit a point where I'm like, I'm done with playing music because it's hard man especially if your members live all over you know you gotta like everyone's gotta drive a couple hours to come to practice everyone's working everyone's got you know a a relationship kids yeah you gotta write the music like yeah it takes like the older you get the more the more you have to put into it you know yeah um, I'm still down for now, but eventually I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna get to that point where I'm not 
wanting to do it anymore. It's just, I've accepted that. But I'm, again, even when I get to that point, I'm still going to be coming to shows just because it's, that's who I am. Like, it's who yeah. I've always been. Well, uh, it's been a year or two, and I'm still struggling <laughs> to find your point of view. <laughs> I could yeah. assume and I could, like, I couldn't, you know, think of a lot of things what the song means, but I want to know what it means. Like, what I it just, actually uh, means. I had a lot of bad relationships in my 20s, and that was that was just one bad one. I had, like, a really nasty breakup and uh, um, was kind of, like, you know, not going through a great time. Like, was not, didn't have a ton of money, like, didn't have a lot of shit going on. And I think I wrote that song on tour. I remember being in the van writing writing part of that song. But, yeah, it's just, it's just like a... It's a breakup song, man. Basically, and people, really? and I, like a lot of my a lot of my lyrics, I try to like mostly put the blame on myself. But that song, it's really not like I don't. I, it's mostly on the other person in that song, and it's always been interesting to me because that's one of the songs that people really really like. And so, it's I mean, like, that's a that's a banger. Right? I know, I love it. It's, yeah. I love it, and uh, but it's it's just it's interesting because. I mean, hardcore, it's all about anger and stuff like that. And you always want to direct that outward. And I try to, like, direct a lot of my frustration in my lyrics, like, inward. But that song, it's all like, nah, this is your fault. Like, you suck. It's not It's not my fault. <laughs> and people like, people like it a lot more yeah. for that reason, I think. Well, so, yeah. I mean, also the intro just reminds you of, like, a, like wrestling intro. Like, bring it down and, like, fireworks. And, like, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, but... Um, yeah, like wait, wait so why would the song be called Twist of Hate? I, I feel like it's there, but um, I'm not thinking of it enough. Shoot, I don't know. It just means like a like a like a change that you didn't see coming. I guess is is what a twist of fate means. Like you thought that it was going to be one way, and then so when you say it's true, it's been a year or two. It's about a. It's it was like, like a year or two after this breakup. Yeah, so it's like something happened that made me mad, and so I'm saying it's true. It's been a year or two. Like I should, I'm I should just have so it, I should have let it go. You know, but I'm still trying to figure out like what made you do this thing that made me mad. Even though it wasn't in retrospect, it wasn't that bad. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, just, it's just people being people. You know, I shouldn't have been that mad about it, but I got a, got a damn good song out of it. So yeah, yeah, because all that that's crazy. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think about that. And uh, I'm gonna just name some songs. You could just give me a little quick, like so that way we don't spend like like oh this every fucking album means this everything. But yeah, yeah. No. Um, don't need a reason. Um, because a lot of these songs I could assume like that's a th that's, I mean that's what makes you a good lyricist is that like you said it's like there's like like it's kind of so straightforward that like you don't even know what that is about yeah you know what I mean like that's kind of weird because like when you like like going back to Twist of Fate like it's true it's been a year or two I'm like like that's you're literally saying one thing like but I'm like what does that mean like you know what I mean like there's a lot of that which is like yeah well I guess uh, I mean I guess don't need a reason is like kind of my answer to one of the questions you asked before which is like why am I still doing this you know that that record came out in 2013 so I was like shit I'm bad at math in 2019 I was like 20 no it came out in 2013 so I was like 27 27 or something like that you know so I'm getting older I'm like getting close to closer to my 30s um you know, wondering, like, what am I still doing? Like, why am I not just having a regular job? Like, why am I not doing this? You know, like, I had a, uh, like a, a lot of weird shit going on at that time in my life. And I don't know. I just kind of like, all right, don't need a reason. I don't need a reason to, to do this. Like, this is just what I want to do, you know? Um, hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, all my songs are kind of about a lot of different things. Is the long goodbye also about a relationship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, because you're like goodbye. I was like goodbye. I was like oh shit. Like what? Like yeah. I was like oh, okay. Well, we could just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, lion's share. I was like, I think I know what that is about. But what is that about? Uh. Tough to say. Tough to say. It's tough to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know, man. It's just kind of about, like, how we're just going to do whatever we can do, you know? And uh, we're never going to be able to be, like, the big, the biggest, like, band, the biggest anything. Like, nobody is ever going to be able to be the biggest anything. Like, um, and you got to just be able to make do with, with whatever you do end up being. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's, instead of me asking, what's your favorite song that you've written? Like, if, like what, what, what do you, because... 
like, and I'm telling you, and I'm affirming it, you're a great lyricist. But what's one song that kind of tells you, like, I'm a great lyricist? <laughs> one song that makes me think that about yeah, myself? Yeah. Well, I try not to think, I try not to, like, ever think that way. But, I mean, but, I, but some, if someone would be like, Sometimes I write something and I'm like, yeah, I like that. Like, if somebody else wrote that, I like that. But I'm not thinking, like, wow, you're such a great lyricist. I just, like, I write it and I'm like, this pleases me. Okay, well, I, I, I like this. Well, let's know? say you were to share your mom's twist of fate. You're like, mom, I don't want you to read that. But, like, what's a song that you'd be like, okay, like, 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 I don't know, fucking, here's, like, a song that I would be comfortable, like, okay, read the lyrics, friend of back. Yeah. I like uh, the last song on the new record, that song Endgame. I like the lyrics to that song because it's just, it's, uh, it's just kind of all about, like, corporate America and, like, governments and, like, all that shit. It's not really, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of, like, it's not a breakup song, you know? <laughs> there's, there's something, like, kind of embarrassing about breakup songs, but... Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a good one. I like the lyrics to that song a lot. Is Ice Cold about you being like, uh, like, uh, like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was just kind of, I was like, you know, 19, 20 years old, just kind of being a little son of a bitch. You know, yeah. Just like, I don't care. Like, you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and that was what that was about. So, do you hit your 30s, 36? From your 30s to 36 to now, well, to now. How's, how's your life been? Like, cause I mean, obviously, I, mean, I just got into hardcore thir- four years, four or five years ago. So you were like thirty, thirty-two or thirty-one. Yeah. When, when did Terry Total Retaliation come? 20, 20, 2018. That was four years ago. So you were like, I mean, cause I tell people then they're like, what the fuck? That was like their last it feels, album. It feels like last year. Yeah. Well, to me, that was like, dude, I've been like so much. Like I've seen so much, been through like, gone to so much. Like, well, I mean, that's just hardcore. But, but um, yeah, what's like. You know, I've I haven't seen that. I've seen it on presser like two, three times, and I've seen it on stage with Section Eight mostly with Section Eight. Yeah. So, at what point, you know, you explain to me as someone who doesn't know. There's probably out there people who know, but why just start slowing down? I mean, obviously, like what specifically happened? Things made things slow down. I know you're gonna say like got a job, I got older, but like what was the process? What was like things going? Like what was like? Uh, well, part of it was that. I moved down here, you know, because I was living in Carpinteria, which is like in Santa Barbara area. My guitarist was up there. Uh, you know, our drummer, Kale, he lived in in the valley, which is like not too far away. But I, you know, I moved down to the valley and then moved down to the South Bay after that. kind of made it harder to, to get together. And I don't know, it was never a conscious choice. Like we kind of just, you know, we all have other shit going on in our lives now. Like. I like hiking a lot, you know, sometimes, so sometimes if you're like really active with, you know, playing music and shit, then it takes away from the other shit. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, my whole twenties, I was basically dedicated like to playing, touring and playing shows, even if that wasn't what I was doing the whole time, it's basically why I was living the way that I was so that I could go to to like any show that I wanted to, or I could go to Mm -hmm. go on tour if I wanted to, you know? And it basically got to a point where I was like, okay, like I still want to like go to shows and like be in bands, but I have other shit that I like, you know, like I want, I want to like read a book sometimes or I want to like go on a hike, you know, or I want to like go travel with my girl and I have like a real job so I can't get like, you know, I don't have unlimited days off where I can just like phone out because I have like responsibilities at work now. So it's just, I don't know. It was never a conscious choice and kind of just, uh, it just happened. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was never like, oh, we should we should like chill out. We should slow down. And even when Down Presser did slow down, um, that's when like Section Hate kind of started. We were like, okay, so we we're like super active with Section Hate, and I was bound, I was doing that a lot. Like work, you know, I'd drive like two hours to work, and then I'd work like ten hours, and then I'd go play a show like afterwards, and then I'd go home and I'd go back to work the next day. So it wasn't like I really like slowed down or like stopped. It just kind of like it was just different. I don't know. Here's a here's a little quick curveball question. So in your twenties, you said you were doing all, you were doing a lot of things and work, working, living your life a certain way in order for you to tour and play music. Then you kind of like well, you just started growing up, started doing like you know finding hobbies and like started having a more like I want to say a normal life, but like more of a comfortable living. You know, started building yourself up. It's for, a little more normal for sure. Yeah. Know? Well, it just start. It's just like well, you can't be fucking working shitty jobs all your life. You know, like starting like building up like. Yeah. The mold of like of a more comfortable life. Did you ever write? Have you ever? Because you also like you're about to get married, so I'm pretty sure like the happiest you have ever been. I'm assuming, or like maybe not. You're not like oh I'm happy, joyful, and like oh fucking sunshine no, and rainbows. I, I am. But, yeah. yeah, life is really good. Yeah. yeah. So like, have you ever written like a more positive song? Well, not necessarily with like yeah we're all great, but more so like 
like on a more like clean mindset like in a more like yeah that's I like mean, using the emotion of not anger but using another emotion yeah I think about this all the time because I'm you know I'm like how am I gonna write songs that are just angry or sad if I'm not angry or sad like why am I like trying to find something you know that makes me angry or sad so that I can write a song but I don't know I mean I think I would need to be in, in a different kind of band like cause just the the riffs of downpressor everything is so dark like I just can't really write like something positive it's not like youth crew you know or like oi or something like that it's like very it's very dark and uh I, I just think that like a more positive a more positive lyrics would come off uh it wouldn't like fit i don't know that's just kind of how i've always felt mm. but i i'm not against writing positive lyrics i would just need to be in like a totally different band basically well since you're like a well-written lyricist and like you're well-spoken and we talked about your job like i think a good dumb person song if you guys make a new record ap would be like not necessarily to, like because I think from what I'm getting is that you write a song every time something happens. So, like something happens, you write a song. Something happens, you write a song, and then it comes out on the record. Something happens like that pattern, pattern, pattern. I would like to hear a song of you like, like kind of like putting your life in a nutshell. Not necessarily uh -huh. talking about like oh I went through this, but like more so like now, there's some certain people like you and like, I think a lot of people around my like talk about how like you went through all this bullshit just to get happy right now. Yeah. Like I want to hear that. I I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of a song on the top of my head, but I want to hear like something and be like. Yo, like you went through, cause I, like I'm thinking of myself. I'm like, bro, like I fucking like I feel like a bum sometimes, and I and I have people telling me like, yo, you're doing good. I'm like, bro, like I, I should be doing. <laughs> like I look at other kids, or I'm like, how yo, old this, are you? I mean, um, I just turned 18 yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so you're at the time in your life where you should be feeling like a bum. You know, yeah. if you're into punk right now, you got to go through that phase where you're just like, yeah, I'm just getting by day to day, like doing whatever I want to do every day, going to every show that I want to go to, like hanging out with my friends. You know, that's perfectly, it's exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. You know, don't even trip on any of that, <laughs> on anything else, like for a while. You know, mm. you'll get to a point and like, yeah, you'll just get to a point where you'll like be stressed out because you're like, okay, I've been doing this and it's not enough. Like, or you won't, you know, and you'll just continue to live an awesome life. You'll be stoked, hmm. you know? You just gotta, like, listen to whatever, you know, whatever your brain and your emotions, your heart and everything is telling you. Like, hmm. and that's kind of where I got to when I started, like, all right, I'm gonna work, like, a job that actually has a future, you know, instead of, like, working a job where I can just leave, like, whenever I want to hmm. go to a show or whatever. And it's because I just kept, you know, my conscience was telling me, like, you gotta do more, you know, you're, like, you're always going to be into punk. You're always going to be feeling like this is, you know, what you're meant to do. But at the same time, you have the capacity to do other shit. Yeah. You know? And so, luckily, I'm in a spot now where I can, you know, use some of my intelligence to do some shit. And I can still go to shows. And still, you know, be in bands. Like, play music with my homies. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you know how you said you're happy now? And I... I asked that a lot of, I, I kind of like asked that like through different ways to a lot of people and they're always like, like I feel like you can see the unease of saying like, oh, I'm happy now. Or like the like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, did, was it, did you ever feel like, damn, did you ever feel like, oh fuck, like I'm happy, like I'm happy now. Like, do you ever, like does it feel like uncomfortable or like a little bit of like, like when do you ever realize like I'm happy now, like you finally. Just, you just feel it. You have a moment, you just like, you just feel it in your chest. You're like, all right, I'm. This is good. Like, there's nothing else that I want right now, and I don't know. Like, I feel safe and I feel, you know, fulfilled, and you know. Did it, does know. it ever like come with a need? Because I know I yeah, I, I, I see that sure. in a lot of people where like they can't like like I guess they're always going through like they're always rolling with the punches. That when there is no punches, they're like, oh shit, like what, uh, no. what are you now? No, I'm not really like that as a person. I can chill and I'll be good. You know, like, I don't need drama. Or, like I don't need like mm -hmm. yeah, like like a like pressure or anything like that to like be able to to be a person. Like I I like like no drama, like not a lot of shit going on, just chilling. But um. But yeah, I mean, as far as like unease, like yeah, I, I do get uneasy because I'm like, I gotta make sure I appreciate this while I have it, because you never know what's gonna happen. You yeah. know, like and I've been, you know, super miserable in my life, and I've been super happy in my life, and I am, I've been super happy the last few years. So I'm, the only unease is that you know that might go away for some reason, but mm. it hasn't, and so I'm just thankful. Damn. Thankful that I get to play in bands that people like and go to shows and. I can have my relationship with my fiance and got two little cats and oh man 
you know, got you know, some money in my pocket. You know what's nuts? That like it's not even a question. It's just like nuts. That like you you went from like singing these lyrics about broken relationships, made the band like brought twist of fate, brought your For band sure. here. You know what I mean? And then like that, like that made you happy. Like those things had to come up for you to be like for you oh, to for, sure. for you to make these albums and be happy. Now it's like you got a wife who I'm assuming you love very much, and oh, like, yeah. now that's making you happy. Like, yeah. that's how like it all and, literally like like and, folded. And if I hadn't gone through all of those shitty relationships, I would have definitely messed this relationship up. Mm. You know, and that's it's sad to think of it that way because you're like, oh, those people didn't deserve me like making all these mistakes. You know, but. It's true. Like, you go through everything for a reason. You learn something every time, you know, maybe a couple things, and just try to do a little better the next time. Find someone who's, like, patient, forgiving enough to to deal with when you do make mistakes, because you always will. Like, yeah. everyone's going to, you know. Why do you, why do you think, uh, like, relationships are, like, you know, because... Because there are people who, like, they have, like, like everybody has relationships, everybody dates, whatever the fuck, but, like, there's some people who are, like, like, I, I noticed that, like, having someone means more to them, even if they, they're they not in love with the person, like, just being able to date, like, means more it's to like them. It's, like, relationship-driven. Yeah, 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 like, what do you think? I don't know personally, but I don't know why. What do you think that comes from? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I just always, like, really like the idea of having that sort of commitment like you could rely on someone and, and being dedicated to them you know yeah and uh, I haven't always been good at that over the years but do you think it's fear of loneliness possibly although I do like being alone but it's you know maybe that like long term loneliness or fear like because like, I, uh, I think about them like I don't know like because I have my girlfriend I've been with like for three years like and I'm like huh like like is it like is it like comfortableness and like you know, just like, oh, I, like, I know her. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't, like, or is it, or is or am I still, like, happy? You know what I mean? I think I'm, like, obviously I'm still happy. Yeah. But it's, like, and I think about them, like, there's a lot of people who, like, fuck it up, and then they jump into another relationship right away. Right. Like, I'm, like, why don't you, like, take a break? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, it's just, like, like, it's, it's, obviously it's a very, like, weird question, but, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I understand maybe, like, there's daddy, mommy issues, whatever the fuck. But a lot of the time, I'm like, is it loneliness? Is it, like, the fear of, like, not, like, like being alone in this world and, like, feeling like you're, like, like there's, like, I don't know, like, clueless robots just roaming around? <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's probably a lot of different reasons, but I definitely like having my own time. You know, I'm not, like, uncomfortable if I'm by myself. But I definitely feel a little bit more driven as a person if I'm, like, in a relationship. If I'm single, I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm not, like, accountable to anybody. You know, I can just do whatever I want. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, but then if you're in a relationship, you got to be like, all right, I have some responsibilities. Like, I owe this person something, you know? And if I don't like feeling like that, I shouldn't be in the relationship, you know? So... It's, I think it's motivating and you find somebody who like you can kind of be that person for too like you can motivate them and then they motivate you and uh, you just like enjoy each other's company and I don't know I don't know why I, I have a lot of friends who are like not relationship driven you know yeah, it's yeah. like very single and happy and like they have no interest in like really like having like a long term like serious girlfriend or something like yeah. that but um, and that's cool I respect that but it's just something I always wanted for myself to like have like a partner like you know oh, we've been together forever and like you know all that stuff so yeah. I'm glad, glad I have that now what do you you ever thought of actually getting married because I know a lot of people like are like oh I'm not getting married like I like, what do you believe in marriage like did marriage like the idea of marriage come until you met the right person or was it like I, I've always wanted to get married I kind of always wanted to yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of it and I just, I wasn't always sure that I would ever find like somebody who I like wouldn't get sick of yeah. you know I was like oh just like pretty much every person who I was dating I would just kind of get to a certain point and be like alright it's not you know it's not working out this is not the right person and then the older I'd get that would keep happening and I was like alright well maybe it'll never happen and then I don't know my, my fiance Nikki I just never got sick of her I just like I just wanted to keep hanging out with her and that you know that's why we started dating that's why we stayed together moved, moved in together like that's why I proposed to her because I just like never wanted to stop hanging out with her that's I think that's like a good sign if you want to keep hanging out with that person then <laughs> you know Plus, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's pretty much as simple as it is. I would uh, say. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like for you, it's like the right person. I want to get married. Why not? But to me, it's like I'm like I don't know. Like I'm. I don't really have enough. I don't you, have. You like, haven't decided how you yeah. feel about marriage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I'm like to me, it's like it's pointless. 
but I see why people would get married. Totally. But would I do it? You know, so like, yeah, it, I, yeah I mean, I'm not going to, I would never be the person like, oh, you should get married. You got to get married. It's the best. Like, if, if you're not into it, like, or if you never found the right person, then don't do it, man. Hmm. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. You're very, you're very simple, man. You're very like, <laughs> like, why go around, feet around the bush? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. try to like get to the point, you know, just look at things, like, you know. As, as simple as they can be. Yeah. And, um, all right. So, what, what, what do your parents think of you? Like, were they, like, I don't know how, it, this question always goes, varies around, but what do your parents think of you? Like, like, cause I know some people were, were closer to their parents and then they were like, yo, my mom was telling me that I was fucking up. And then some people were like, oh, my mom, like, called her once every week and I was out here, like, starving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thing. Like, um, my parents were always really supportive. Pretty much they were never like, dude, you gotta get a job, or you gotta like. I mean, they would push me for sure when I was like, you know, in my twenties, like not wanting to work because I just wanted to tour and you know, do nothing. They would push me, but they were never. It never like got to the point where we were arguing or like had a bad relationship because of it. You know, they were always kind of pretty understanding, and I tried would try to get my shit together when they had like a point. You know, because they would they would have a point, and I'd be like, all right, yeah, you're right. I gotta get my shit together. Um, but yeah, my dad passed when I was thirty. Um, and I'm still I'm close with my mom I mean Yeah I have a good relationship With her Yeah I think it would be different If I didn't have Like a Like a job You know yeah. If I was like still Like You know bumming Just it. work yeah. yeah just bumming it Or like Just working some Like dead end job Just you know So I could go to shows And do whatever It would probably Change the dynamic Of our relationship A little bit But she would still love me You know She would yeah. still support me For sure But I know that she's like Extra happy Now that I can like support myself yeah, that's, that's good because like it just like because i think about it like from my point of view I'm, like my mom my mom was like a fucking mess like i love my mom but she's a mess she's like you know very like which kind of i feel like fed on to me where i'm like when i make decisions where i'm about to do something i'm like like i overthink things and like i think around the bush and i like and sometimes, yeah. I'm, like, and sometimes i know like later i'm like like i'm like just fucking do it and then i do it you know what yeah. i mean but like i'm like oh like like it's hard like i feel like like you, you, you battle like normal life shit, but then you battle the mental like to be able to get sure. that because like you know you got a parent that like they're a complete mess and they still don't know like both parents still don't know anything you know what I mean or like mm-hmm. but yeah but yeah like, I I I'm learning from that yeah like that's good your your, your upbringing. As much as I, I used to be like, nah, like, you know, like, it doesn't matter, like, or like, you could be whatever you want. It really, like, it really doesn't affect you. Like, like I think that, like, I guess sum it up, being like a kid from like South Central and like, you know, having to battle like, like, you know, not knowing anything outside the, the outside world and be just secluded, like, kind of like in a town. Yeah. Like, you battle that, but then you battle, you battle the mental of like, oh, like, that person doesn't want to talk to me or whatever. Like, because you're just like used to being around the same people, being around the same skin color, being, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you got like the mental is the hardest battle than like actually taking the bus to come over here. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, but yeah, so, so you're down, you're 36. What is down pressure? New album? You're having kids? What's up? Like, what's for the future? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Sean writes all the music, so I asked him if he had any riffs. He said he's working on some stuff, but we don't have like big plans. You know, he, he'll just write stuff as he gets inspiration, and then once he has like some songs together, he'll, we'll all get together and we'll kind of jam them and figure out what we want to do. I don't know. Maybe we've done two LPs in a row. Maybe we'll do a seven inch or mm-hmm. something like that. It sounds like a little more attainable at this point. Just put like four songs together or something. But I don't know. I mean, I definitely want to do something. Oh, a Just, question I forgot to ask: Who yeah, who, so. who does the album covers? Like, because uh, every a few album, people, every album cover is like drastically different. Yeah. Like, so the, the yeah. first one, Perverted Justice, it was this dude Andre Buzikov. He did like the Violation covers, and he did, uh, uh, I think, like Lights Out and shit like that. And then the the Seven Inch Age of Ignorance. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he did stuff for like the Carrier, like a couple other bands. And then uh, Don't Need a Reason was my boy Busky. He played in um, like Santa Sangre and uh, Promise. Like he plays in like Max Pen- Maximum Penalty now. Um, he did all that. He did the layout and the cover and everything. And then uh, this last one was Sean Taggart. So he did like Agnostic Front, Cause for Alarm, and uh, like Mental, like in an oxygen tank. He's done like a ton of shit. So that was that was pretty awesome. How does that come about? Like, cause like. 
Yeah, how do you like you're like you did to describe it or like because every album literally looks like a whole different band. I know like, it's the because... second EP literally looks like a metalcore, like a, like it looks metalcore. Yeah, like Mexican metalcore. Like, but then, like, <laughs> but then the first one looks like yeah, like raw, like punk, and then like, yeah. it's just like I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're like hor- we're we're like horrible when it comes to coming up with like merch designs or like album covers or anything like that. Like we're we just don't have like a a really strong. You know, some bands like they have like a whole create like a whole creative department basically. Like they have like all their merch matches, like they have like a vision, you know, and it all matches yeah. with like the sound of the band. We just like like writing the music. You know, so we just like have this music and then we're like pretty clueless when it comes to like, oh what should we make it like what what should our t shirt be or like what should the album cover be? So it's kind of like, you know, we'll maybe have like one idea and then, you know, we'll tell whoever's putting out the record, like, you know, oh, this is like kind of what we're thinking and then, you know, have it go from there. But this latest one we couldn't come up with any ideas. We were going back and forth in the group chat for like two or three days. The only thing we could agree, agree on as a band was that we all liked the Carnivore Retaliation mm-hmm. album cover, yeah. the dudes in the gas masks. We were like, that was the only artistic direction we could agree upon after like two or three days. Uh. So I told the, the homie Justin, who does Close Casket, I was like, this is all we got, man. Like, <laughs> we, we all like the Retaliation cover. That's it. I'm sorry. Like, and he was like, well, what if we just got Sean Taggart to do it? And I was like, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> Is that a possibility? And so he uh, he worked some magic and he made it happen. And that dude sent us a couple sketches and we told him the one that we liked and it came out great. It's by far my favorite album cover out of all the records that we have. It's that newest one. And he's, Is there, he's there such any, a legend. That Is there any like album so cover cool. you don't like? Like they like, yeah. I wish we didn't do that. Like which one's the Yeah, the Age of Ignorance, the yeah. one that you said the Mexican metalcore one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. I I never actually listened to it like like until like two weeks ago and I was like like what like I th- like it's one of those things where like you search up a band and then like there's like a Another band or another rapper with the same name. I was like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's so bright. It's like so. I know. It's too bad because the songs are really good. Yeah, the, the, song, songs, the songs are that, good. Yeah. The songs on that record are good, but the cover is so bad that like nobody wants to listen what, to it. You just it, see it and you're like, it makes you feel weird because it's like red and yellow. Yeah. You're like, oh. It's, it's like P yellow. Yeah, it's yeah. like, why, why would I listen to that? I don't know how that happened. It just, <laughs> like I said, we're pretty clueless about any of that art direction kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was somebody made a suggestion and then like we got that back and we we're just like, okay. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Print it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wish we had, you know, maybe sent it back for another another round of revisions. <laughs> the back the back of that album is actually cooler. There's like you can't see it on Spotify obviously, but the artwork continues on the backside and there's like some more shit going on on the back that's cooler. Like I wish the back cover was the front cover. That's just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like the front can... cover is like it's yeah. It's not great. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what what is like aside from Banshee, like what do you? Is there any like you know you're happy? You just get like any anything more you want to do? You have kids? You're, I mean, you're getting married. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm getting married. Um, I'm stoked. We're going on honeymoon. I want to travel. Like I just love traveling. You know, I love I love hiking and backpacking and like going to cities and places I've never been to. So we're going uh, to Croatia and Greece. I'm super stoked on that. And I don't know. Just want to keep planning places to go. I was gonna play bass in section A now. Uh, I mean, I'm still in the band, but you know, you know those fools. There's like three people who could fill in. Like, yeah. Like X fills in. Yeah. You know, like uh, Prison Mark has filled in for us. You know, like we have people who could like cycle in. The Mexican you know? squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. Like oh, I can just leave and like do whatever I want, and then like they'll be good without me still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not like. I want to play some shows, but I'm just, I, I'm super busy the next, couple, the next couple months. I'm kind of out. We did a ton of shit over the winter, too. We did we, we did four fly-out shows in three, oh, yeah. in three months. Yeah. And that's while I was, like, working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week, like, on top of that. So, Damn. I was, we're, I'm, I'm a little worn out at this point. But, you know, after after the wedding, the honeymoon and everything, I definitely want to get back on it. That sounds fucking nice. Yeah. Damn. So like just like that sentence. I'm telling like, you, man. I just can't. I can't. I have nothing to complain about. You know, yeah. obviously you have bad days where you're just like, "Fuck, I'm in a bad mood, and why am I so pissed off?" Yeah. You know? But then I just remind myself that yeah, I live in Southern California. Like, got a good relationship. I got good friends. You're got the manager. Band, of a got job. bands. Yeah, I got a job. I just can't. I'm trying to be thankful. I'm like, not find anything to complain about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's all you need. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap this up, anything you want to talk shit about? <laughs> Anything you want to like Close it up and be like Fuck this uh, I don't know about Fuck this but Or fuck that um, or... I mean You saw how hard it was For us to like Nail down a date for this shit Cause I'm just never on Instagram Yeah So that would be my main thing Is just like People spend too much time On social media Um 
And I found out the hard way that like you gotta, you still gotta be on that shit or else you'll feel disconnected. Like I miss so many cool shows because I just like won't go on Instagram for a month. Oh, uh, you don't have notifications? Just like have the app there? Or? I just I just delete the app. Uh-huh. I keep my account active, but I just delete the app off my phone. Uh-huh. And then when I want to go on it, I'll just download the app again. But I just like if I'm on it all day, like scrolling. Like first of all, I'll go on it way too much. And then when I'm on it, I'll just feel bad about myself. Like if it was just if it was the way it used to be, where it's like only your homies, like pictures and stuff, yeah. it would be sick. But like now, it's all the algorithm shit. Like you're yeah. seeing all this shit, and it's like it's just to make you like want something that you don't actually want. Yeah. And so I would just say it's like try to unplug from that shit a little bit, but don't completely unplug because then you're not going to, you're not going to know what's going on. You're going to miss like your friends, you know, important stuff in their lives. And you know, you're not going to know when the shows are like, you know, all that shit. But yeah, that, that's, people are way too plugged in and I hate to sound like the old guy because I'm really, I'm really not like, I think, I think technology and all that shit is really cool. And there's obviously a lot of incredible stuff about social media. Like, you know we used to have to go on message boards to like find shows and it'd be like you know the show would be cancelled but nobody would update the post on the message board so you would like show up at the venue and the whole (laughs) there'd be nobody there so but now you know you find out in five seconds like oh this show is happening like you know tonight like on two hours notice and you'll go there and you can be there so I'm not that old guy because there are <laughs> use, there are uses for it but you know go outside walk around like just you know go on it for a day and see how you feel like yeah. you'll probably feel better <laughs> hey, that's yeah that's anything else you want to say no nah, I'm good thanks for thanks for giving a shit man thank you no dude yeah. this is sick yep later everybody later <laughs>